Avalanche fans, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening. And thank you for joining the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, bringing you a special edition episode, actually episodes of the Locked On Avalanche podcast. Got together with Adam Denker from the Locked On Lightning podcast, and the the idea behind it was to kind of do a show with someone from the Eastern Conference teams to kind of get some info on, on Eastern Conference teams, because obviously we focus on the Western Conference teams, and Adam and I went off on a about three-hour rant from everything going on in the NHL. Focusing in on the lightning and the avalanche, but uh, we go in many different directions. You are not getting a three-hour episode uh, all in one shot right here, right now. I'm going to split this up, and it's probably going to be the week's worth of shows for for this week. And uh, trust me, we go in so many different directions. Again, focusing on lightning and avalanche, but just talking about the playoffs, the system, the draft... A little bit in the CBA. I mean, you name it, we pretty much covered it. And we didn't intend to do that. It just happened organically where we just kept going and going and going. It literally was just two dudes talking hockey. So we are going to jump into part one. I don't know how many parts this is going to be. Uh, Three or four maybe. But uh, great, great conversation with me and Adam over at Lockdown Lightning. So let's jump into it. Here's part one of I don't know how many. Enjoy it. All right. So we are back and we're kind of doing a conference crossover, I guess we could call it. And uh, I, I, we typically don't do this because we typically like to have uh, hosts from other shows like within the division or even within the conference. But I like kind of going outside of the conference every once in a while. And especially now with playoff time right around the corner and talking to possible Stanley Cup matchups with the Avalanche. I'm not saying they're going to, you know, make it, but obviously we would like to see them make it. And definitely one of those teams is the Tampa Bay Lightning. So with me right now is Mr. Adam Denker from Locked on Lightning. How are you doing today, sir? How you doing, buddy? I would just like to start off before we get to any of the crazy stuff is that I have a strict policy of having host of teams from other time zones. On, okay. on as well. So, you know, I'm really breaking uh, protocol with you, but I'm glad to do it. Yeah, the, the Avalanche are definitely a team that are on the Lightning's radar just because I feel like out of the West, that's probably the most likely scenario that would happen um, just from how good the Avalanche have been all year and to how really the only team in lightning you know fans minds that stands in our way is boston so if you know mm-hmm. they somehow get knocked off i think i'm not going to say it's easy sailings but you know it's definitely a possibility likely possibility that our two teams could definitely collide at some point yeah because what is the you know the, the east i remember doing an episode and reading an article i don't remember where i read it from saying uh they 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 put the avalanche in the stanley cup this was like right after uh, the all-star break and kind of like they were whatever website it was they were doing predictions and they put the avalanche in the stanley cup final and they said because they have an easier route than anybody in the east like the east is going to beat themselves up 
between the talent that they have, which they said runs from top to bottom of the playoff teams compared to what the avalanche would have to go to, which would pretty much be like St. Louis and everybody else they really should handle anything can happen. Obviously. Is that true in the East? Cause you know, I don't pay as much attention to the East as I do in the West is the East more stacked from, well, it typically would be one to eight. Now it's one to 16 or whatever the hell it is. Um, one to 12. Right. So is that true for the East East Eastern conference that, they will kind of beat themselves up um, to get to the, the cup. Well, I wouldn't say exactly beat themselves up. Now, remember, the, the, the qualifiers are only five games. So, you know, even a best of five is still not exactly taxing. You know, you also have to remember these – everybody's been off since March. So, you know, it's not like they're jumping from a regular season straight to the playoffs. Sure. But in terms of, I guess, the other teams beating up each other um, – I would have to say from top to bottom with the exception of maybe Carolina, the Islanders and the Canadians and the Panthers, everybody is a threat to go make a deep run. Um, Not that I'm saying that those teams aren't good teams, but I'm, you know, nobody's really expecting the Canadians to beat the Penguins. Um, I think that the Islanders Panthers series is a toss up. Who knows what's going to happen? Um, you know, the Islanders could very, you know, they could easily go out there and sweep as well as get swept. You know, they're just that, they're that kind of Jekyll and Hyde team. And then Carolina, I mean, just, it's just, it's very complicated to really get a gauge. You know, you have all the top teams, especially even in the West. I mean, you know, you have the Edmontons, you have the, the, the Calgary's, um, even the Winnipeg's, you know, that you're going up against, but you know, you're not really really expecting a lot from Arizona or maybe even a Chicago, but you know, it's one of those things where I I've kind of in a way to make it simpler and trying to cut down my, my, my going on sentence right now is it's, it's kind of a March madness atmosphere to it where, you know, we could come out here and say, yeah, the lightning and the abs are, are going to make it in the, in the finals against each other, but we could very easily have, you know, Nashville playing, uh, the Islanders in the finals we it's one of those things where we we really don't know because these guys are kind of all in the same playing playing field yeah and and it's you know for the avalanche um they struggled with injuries all season long so did the lightning Uh, did they okay so and and now like we're kind of both in the same boat then of or at least I think the, the lightning should be um of having kind of a healthy team now for the Avalanche, um, and we'll probably talk about Camel Car many times as in our discussion as it goes. Yes, he got hurt already, <laughs> so it's like. Well, I mean that's perfectly fine because <laughs> Steven Stamkos got hurt during involuntary <laughs> workouts. So I think we spoke about it when we did the roundtable. Yeah, I think I I, I kind of previewed that as the you know let's just wrap Stammer up in bubble wrap, but it, it was it was you know it's nothing new. I actually just threw out an episode uh the other day saying you know as shocked as we are about especially injury prone players now i don't know if cal mccarr is considered injury prone granted this is his first year in the league right but stammer is you know i don't think he's played 82 games since 2014 so yeah so it's just one of those things you know he he had that big injury where he broke his leg and then he came back despite everyone screaming and yelling to play in the olympics 
Um, but it's just one of those things where we're surprised, but we're not, you know, because it, you, these are professional athletes. These are competitors where they're going to try and go out there because we've also done it too. We've, we've taken time off from the gym and then we've gone back into it at, after a certain amount of time off and we're ego lifting or, you know, whatever that is, whatever you want to call it. And we, we tweak something. It's the same thing with these guys because, mm -hmm. you know, they only know one setting. It's a, it's a hundred. They don't know how to go up to 75 or, or 65 or whatever, you know, it's, it's, yeah. And that's what I kind of brought up the, and I'm curious as to what your, your take on this is how do you feel? And I feel like we're definitely going to see it from the lightning. I don't know so much from maybe the other teams, how do you feel about the NHL's possible, you know, version of load management to start off these games? Especially because both our teams aren't playing really meaningful games. Like, yeah, they get home ice advantage, but does that really matter when every game is going to be played in the same yeah, arena? Exactly. Exactly. And I don't think it really does. And then just maybe a little aside here, I said I stuff I don't think about. Somebody put up on Twitter like, "What is the emblem going to be in the middle of the uh, yeah. of center ice?" Like. That's a really good question. I don't know. Is it just going to be the NHL Shield? Uh, is it going to be maybe some artist rendition of every team mashup or something like that? Yeah, I, I have it, no idea. I saw <laughs> they were setting up the ice. I don't know for what team really, but I mean, I couldn't imagine because the Lightning they showed a they showed something on the social media page that the Lightning were packing up their own ice, which didn't make any sense if they're going all the way up to Canada to these arenas when shouldn't their ice be already there? But um, besides the point, I could only imagine how much of a nightmare that's going to be to get through customs. But um, I think they're doing the NHL emblem, but it's going to be kind of a uh, – I read it when they released the CBA. I think they're going to do a kind of more specialized symbol. It's going to be like the, the same old boring one we see. But in the article I read, I forgot where it was. They, it was a different, quote-unquote, a more, uh, I guess, regal type of silver so i guess uh, yeah which you know is <laughs> such a detailed um you know way to put it so right. um but, but so yeah I, like what do you think like do you want to see the, the avalanche go out and try and win every game or are you just looking at this as trying to get some guys back in the swing of things and maybe kind of limit uh you know ice time to some other guys it's tough because because you could go in any direction here and i mean i guess get, getting talking about you know the injury prone season that they've had um everybody was so excited that they are right now we're back to 100 percent. everybody is healthy oh, yeah. that doesn't mean that's just going to continue you know what i mean and it's no, our, no, no. we're already seeing that yeah. with a camel car injury so far he's been the only one and let's hope it's not serious um and he can come back and that's the end of the injuries but i it'll be interesting to see what the avalanche do do they use they're doing one like uh, exhibition game against Minnesota. Right. Um, I think the 24th, I believe that date is sticking out to me on the 24th. And then, yeah, how do you use these, these round robin games? Because, yeah, you want seeding, but seeding doesn't really, I mean, it doesn't really matter dependent on home ice, like you said. So, do you just want to get through them injury free and then, you know, really kind of kick into high gear when, when the first round really starts, I think that is the route that they would want to go. I, I, I sure they don't, they don't want to lose all three games. I can tell you that yeah. nobody wants to do that. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, 
it's almost like they they were just you know shattered glass this year and and no matter what they did there was an injury every single game Mm -hmm. so to see them come out of this round robin if they are able to like unscathed i think that's a plus yeah i think that you know not only our teams but i think every team is looking for that Mm -hmm. um now i remember now, correct me if I'm wrong. You guys lost Pavel Francois in that outdoor game, and he was like your best goaltender at that point, if I'm not mistaken, right? They lost Grubauer in the okay, outdoor game. Okay, it was game. Grubauer. It was the other way around, yeah. Now, what is now? I, I saw something that they're still deciding whether or not who they're going to play. Now, who is your preference, maybe? Well, and this has been a discussion pretty much all season long, and – I have I've leaned toward Pavel Francos more than Grubauer. Um and I don't think that's the way the Avalanche will go. I think they they traded for Grubauer. Mm-hmm. Uh he beat out Varlamov last year um to and they gave him the starting gig for this year. And I think another reason why they won't uh go with Pavel is because of what Grubauer did in the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. So guys step up when it comes to the playoffs. We see that across all sports. Yeah. And I think they're going to give him another go to start it, but they're both going to play. So you think um, it's going to be kind of like a goalie by committee situation? Yeah, I, I think it'll be if if uh, Grubauer is doing well, there'd be no reason to take him out. But you don't need to play him, you know, eight, nine, ten games in a row you're not going to need to do that in the playoffs. You can, you can play these guys. Not, you wouldn't do it every other game, obviously. Maybe if he's doing well, play him like three games and then have Pablo Francis come in and play one. And then you can, you can mix and match these guys really any way he sees fit. And if one is not doing the job, you can slide the other one in and really not miss a beat. Right. So it's a really good problem to have. And, and you hear them talking um and they're saying all the right things i really genuinely believe them that they they are not in they're in a competition they both want to play don't get me wrong on that but they're not out for there's no ill will between the two of them um this is a team that is a team like they don't care who who is out there uh the end goal is a cup and that's not just a phrase like they generally want to to win it and to Mm -hmm. give you another example Throughout the first week of training camp, uh, their captain, Gabe Landeskog, has consistently been with the second line and completely fine with that because bringing him down to that second line makes that team stronger. And he doesn't look at it as like a blow to his ego that he's not with the first line, which consists of, you know, Miko Ranton and Nathan McKinnon, because that's a stature thing. Yeah. You know, you play with those guys and like that, that just looks good on your resume. Uh, he doesn't care about that. He goes, I will definitely go to the second line, still play with Nazem Kadri and maybe Burke. Well, Burkowski might go up to the first line. Who knows? But mm-hmm. um, that's how they are. They're just a really like close knit bunch of guys and they literally just want to win and they don't care where they they're slotted to do it. Yeah. I think that's one of the special things about hockey is that they're definitely the most the most like unselfish athletes out of all the four major sports yeah um no wide receivers in the nhl oh yeah you'll definitely you'll (laughs) definitely not see a guy leaving the hotel to pick up grubhub you know so we won't have to worry about that um (laughs) 
you know, that was like the thing. It was such an NBA thing to do. You know, right. I, I love basketball, but it was I was not shocked at all. As I don't even I don't remember who it was, no. but I remember <laughs> the day I got the notification. It was like so and so broke quarantine to go get food in the lobby, yes. and I've been on that resort many times where oh, yeah. like well yeah in those hotels they're very like they're very spaced out but once you get to the hotel lobbies you're not really protected like anybody could really walk in there or like yeah. you know the but it's just you know we're <laughs> hopefully we're not going to be dealing with that i doubt they are um the only thing i've heard is is players who have pregnant wives yes and they as some of them have said you're not holding me up in this city. I am leaving. Yeah, I heard something. I think that was part of the reason why Travis Harmonic dropped out of the playoffs. Okay. Um, I think it was because, well, he has a young daughter, and I think she has, I don't, I'm, you know, don't quote me on this, but I think she has some sort of, um, I think she has like asthma or something really bad to where he's which is understandable i mean right you know your father you would you could totally understand more than i can you know how yeah. how like difficult of a situation that would be if you had to be away from your kids for so long and then god forbid you bring back you know a virus that could potentially get them sick so um, yeah i don't know like i i try to put myself in that situation and i hate to say it this way but if if i was on you know like one of those uh top four teams i think i would want to play yeah if i was on like the blackhawks or something no disrespect to the blackhawks but <laughs> um i might i might take a flyer and and, and stay yeah <laughs> i think like i think part of it was just harmonic i mean he's with calgary now i believe so i mean they're still in a pretty good spot yeah. um they got winnipeg first round and who who would know you know what what the who they're gonna play right. um but yeah they um i kind of i kind of see where he's coming from um sure. but i did hear something that i i think during the stanley cup finals they're gonna allow families in the crowd for that oh um, for the final okay yes i don't believe okay. for the conference finals because i know that's when everybody goes to edmonton um okay. granted you know, we're not, I'm not, I, I'm sure everything's gonna be all fine by then, but apparently a giant storm, uh, you know, kind of swept through Edmonton the other day and yeah. there's water damage and it's just uh, it, like, it just cannot seem to go smooth for at anything aside from sports. Yeah. This it, is just a disaster because Edmonton, yes, they had flooding. And then, uh, I, I heard, and I talked about it on my show uh, yesterday that, um, the toronto blue jays oh yeah they're, they're not letting them play in their stadium yeah so which it's like, doesn't I know that it doesn't it's not a hockey thing but it's in that city it's yeah still and it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me though how they would allow <laughs> hockey to be played there but not baseball yeah which because the maple leafs are right across the street from the blue jays if i'm not mistaken <laughs> I, I think they are yeah so it's it's a very strange thing i don't know i mean it's the Canadians are a very different breed of people. So, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, which would, but then again, if, you know, for fans of baseball that are listening, it will be the first time since 1958 that three teams are be, will be playing baseball simultaneously in the state of New York. So that's a little bit of oh, baseball yeah. trivia for, okay. Yeah. All right. Wow. Wow. Um, but, but yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense that they would ha allow families to come in for yeah. the Stanley cup because, Obviously, all these teams are going to be gone. 
uh, you're not going to have you're going to have two teams left in in one. Are they just going to one city? They're not going to. There'd be no point to go back and forth between. No, no, no. That's I, yeah. And I, I spoke about that in length on my show. How originally when it looked like they were possibly just going to stay in the states, I okay. was saying. Let's do Chicago and Columbus. That, this was like very early on in the hub city talk. Right, right. Um, where if they were going to go back and forth, those would have been the probably two logical cities to where they could just bus it back and forth if they it's really true. wanted to. But yeah, I mean, I'm no, I'm no whiz at Canadian geography, but I know Edmonton is far enough to be a two-hour time difference. With right. from Toronto, yeah, I would. But yeah, so I think what they're going to do, they're going to have the conference finals in Edmonton, and then just host it there for the rest, which is okay. interesting um, in itself. As I guess because Edmonton is just has the facilities to where they could, if they choose to have fans, they could kind of, um, I guess they could maybe have them in different parts, different entrances. Because I know the Oilers Arena; it's relatively new and it's huge to yeah, where they big. could pull it off. Right. Uh, but yeah, so with the Western Conference, um, as you're not really familiar with Eastern, I'm not familiar with the Western and, you know, so what are some of the, the matchups early on that maybe intrigue you to where like, oh, maybe the Avs could possibly slide in on this, you know, the winner of this afterwards? Uh, well, because I'm looking at the bracket right now. And if I was an Avs fan or if I was just one of the round robin teams, Nashville, Arizona is a pretty interesting matchup to where I would want to play either of those teams where you're not really in bad shape regardless of who you play from that. Which is so weird, uh, at least speaking about Nashville, because usually they are a very difficult out in the playoffs. Uh, They've been a solid, solid franchise for a number of years. And yeah, they're on a down year, but they snuck in there. They they got hot at the right time to, to, to land a playoff spot. And I think they were a legit – what number are they? You got the – They're – yeah, uh, Nashville's six, six and Arizona's yeah. 11. Right. So if the, if the season stopped and we went with a regular playoff, they would still be in. Like, so yeah. They, they, had a, they had a spot. Um, so it's – they're one of those teams where it's like, yeah, okay, they might be on a quote-unquote down year for them, but they have experience in in the playoffs so mm-hmm. you have to be careful of a team like yeah. that rising to the occasion yeah um yeah the, and just because he's you know the freak of nature just edmonton scares the crap out of oh me. i mean have you been seeing <laughs> this is ridiculous i'm glad you brought this up because did you see that video of Connor mcdavid looking like he got shot out of a cannon which one uh, was the? I've seen it was, many. <laughs> yeah, it was one of the the recent ones from like their scrimmage in the past couple of days, where it's like you thought this guy could get no faster, and then it, yeah. it just looks like he just looks like a human cheat code. It's un, <laughs> it's un. I saw that, and I was just like, "You got to be kidding me!" Like, because this is like the Lightning. They would make it to the finals, and then we would have to play Edmonton and have to mm-hmm. deal with Drysital and McDavid just making us like crazy the entire series that would just be that would just be tampa's luck just when they're starting to get it together they just run into this two-headed monster in edmonton i know Um, it's just a who knows where it's gonna go but um and and who who the average gonna play obviously but uh and i did a i did a show a couple weeks ago about like you know the top five matchups i actually put that at number one uh to see the avalanche and uh edmonton and and you know because for the from the standpoint of the NHL, it is a promotional dream. Yeah. Um, you're really the only game in town right now. Cause I don't, what, what's the, what's the start date for the NBA? 
NBA, that... I believe, is a little later in August. I could be right. mistaken. Yeah. So you're going to have a lot of eyes on the NHL because people are just going to want to watch sports. And if you can promote Nathan McKinnon versus Connor McDavid, um, you're like, okay, I've heard of those guys. The casual fan knows yeah. who they are. They're like, oh, I get to watch these guys, you know, at least four times play each other. I'll tune into that. And I think that's just from the PR standpoint, it's – it's just money in the bank. Yeah, that's definitely um, that's definitely like a if they I could I could just see the commercials now where oh they try God. to like they they have McKinnon McDavid and then they flash fr- to like Gretzky Lemieux and they flash back. <laughs> yeah, right. I could see them totally yeah. blowing out like that that rivalry and like out of proportion where it's like okay these oh, guys totally. are yeah but I mean Nathan McKinnon is let's just talk about because like you know if I turn on if the Lightning I've already played I usually watch conference games i usually put on whether it's a late you know edmonton game or even if you guys are on uh nathan mckinnon is he's another guy that just looks like he's he was made in a video game especially that spin move he's he's put guys on and you know it's it, it literally even though they are on skates he looks like he's putting someone on skates you know it's, it's crazy like, yeah it, he, and he did it a couple of times i believe in their practices i saw some i think it made it to nhl.com's instagram or maybe their Twitter, where I was just like, okay, I guess he's ready to go. He is, um, yes. He he's not. I mean, Gabe Landeskog wears the 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 captain patch, but um, it's almost like they have two of them with Nathan McKinnon. He doesn't let guys slide at all. Yeah, he's was, a coach out there. And and I actually had um, one one of the uh, close friend now. His name's Kyle Sullivan. He comes on the show mm-hmm. every once in a while, and we we were talking about he will probably be a head coach when his career is done. Mm-hmm. He's that type of player. Like he just demands like excellence from everybody out there. And uh, he's, uh, he's at the spot where he can do that because people look up to him as, yeah, one of the top three players in the league. Um, so obviously he's doing something right. And yeah. if you're one of those guys on the roster that he's yelling at, you're probably going to listen to him. Yeah. He's definitely one of those guys. I mean, his ability to stop on the dime with the oh, puck is—I—I I haven't. I don't. I've maybe seen that with Crosby numerous times behind the net, but not at that speed. You know, no. it's a whole different animal. Especially, he's kind of in the class of definitely with, with McDavid. So, all right. So, I think that's a good place to stop for now. And like I said, we are going to be back tomorrow with part two of this discussion with adam denker from locked on lightning i hope you guys are enjoying it and yeah more of it is to come tomorrow and probably the next couple days after that so if anything does happen definitely talk about it but um up until then it's going to be adam and i talking about hockey so hope you guys enjoyed it be back again part two tomorrow and stay safe Here's Joby. Go, Abs, go!